BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I finally talked about the lady that inspired my movie, Debbie and the Devil. That's great, Nas. I am sure you feel better and more relieved. I do, I do. I am sure there is no more ballyhoo in your head. Yeah, no, I feel unburdened, for sure. This progress is so good, you just want to eat it up. Tell me, Nas, what brought on you speaking of this after keeping it to yourself for so many years? I don't know. We started the show with a bit where Ashley and I answer advice questions, and I just realized that to get people to watch my movie, Debbie and the Devil, I had to be honest about who inspired it. That's great, Nas. That really is great. Thanks for listening. So can you give me a prescription for, like, cool pills and stuff? I would, but I can't. This is a donut restaurant. Oh, okay. Give me a pink one. Here you go, you mysterious man. Thanks. You truly are insane for thinking she would be into you all those years ago. She's way Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. I love this song. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Nas. How's it going? Hi, Blake. Uh, how's it going? What's up, everyone? I'm good. Actually, eh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's a lot of stuff here at Wild 7, and it's always very fun. And every once in a while, you know, you got to work on things and stuff. So, Ashley, you've been good, yes? I have been good, yes. yes. Thank you. It's been a second... Everyone, hi, I'm Mr. Red. I, welcome to my lair. It's been quite a second. It's been a few months. Nothing horrible has been happening. Great things have been happening. Great progress has been happening. And uh, fuck, man. You know what? Fuck it. 
Blake, I blame myself for what happened. I just gotta, I, I, I gotta tell you that <laughs> that I blame myself. What happened was we we did a whole show, and then there was a technical error because it was. Let's just say it was all of our faults. No, 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 no. No, because no. I mean, it technically was like. We haven't recorded well, in a minute. Here's so. the thing, and I'm and glad you br- brought that up. What were you going to say? Say that again. Just, we haven't recorded in a minute, and um, me know and knowing me, like I'm more of like the engineer guy. So like, it Loki is more on me. But honestly, it was Loki on all of us because we just we were we, so happy to be back. We were so. so happy to be back. And I, I, you know, Ashley, you've been away from Simpin for quite some time. It's been like three months. Are you I eager think, to since get I back? The episode. I am. I'm going to start recording next week. I think, but yeah, I'm excited to be back. It feels like way longer than three months. Yeah. So you definitely got to like get back in the groove. So yeah. I feel I, what you guys are saying. I, I have to say, Blake, you were man enough to take, like you were like, oh, it's on <laughs> me. I'm the engineer. But I'm telling you, it's not your fault. I got to, you know, I got to, we, we, we've developed systems now and we're good and mm-hmm. we move forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I blame myself because... In my corner of Wild 7, just as Ashley carries her corner of Wild 7 and April and Silent Chris, I got to be responsible for my corner. So if I come off as a little dour and not, ah, I'm trying to be funny, it's because I'm actually a little pissed. Behind, yeah, behind, us, behind, the, behind scenes, the scenes. I want, I, want to, I want to just yell at me. He's grieving. I'm grieving because we, we, <laughs> we produce like some solid pieces of content. And then the technical gods went and totally fucked us. Mercury retrograde, okay? Mercury, Mercury retrograde. That's <laughs> where it is. Mercury retrograde. But we move forward. Blake, I'm happy that I work with someone such as you, that we can talk about these things in a mature manner. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. It's Mercury retrograde. That's the retrograde. That's what, what, Can you please explain the Mercury retrograde? It's, um, you know, Mercury, the way it's going in the sky, like it looks like it's going backwards. It's not really. But like in astrology, it just basically causes disruptions and like in communication. So Mercury rules communication and like technology and stuff. So during Mercury, I can't speak. Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Mercury retrograde. They always say to like double check your files. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. To like save your shit. And like, cause there's going to be technical difficulties, basically miscommunication, like things with communication and technology. So like shit like this. Well, I notice when things go haywire, April says that she says, Oh, it's the retrograde. (laughs) Speaking of retrograde, I would like to honor one of the queens of Wild 7. It was your birthday recently. I thought you were going to mention the queen queen. Oh, no. She's dead. <laughs> she's gone. Who cares? She died on my birthday. She died. Wow. Oh, boo-hoo. Colonialist crazy. is dead. Wah, like, wah, wah. Who cares? I had a friend um, reach out. She's like, the queen is dead. You're the real queen. Right. I was like, yes. Yes. Ashley is the real queen. By the way, I just want to say I didn't mean any disrespect to the to the queen. I just know a number of people that are anti-colonialist, and when she died, they were like, "I'm not going to grieve for her. She's like total colonial." Fuck the yeah. monarchy. Yeah, fuck the monarchy. And now we have a king, King Charles. It's yeah. probably even worse, but God. whatever. It's yeah. all fucking weird. Better than that other uh, brother of his, the the one that was with the Epstein. Oh, Andrew. Andrew. Ew, yeah, a bunch of yeah. weird shit going on over not, there. Not, but yeah, um, not into that. Thank you for the birthday shout out though. Yes. And I, that uh, beautiful birthday card you made me. I made an awesome birthday <laughs> card that had footage of a luchador kicking a, a, a little person. It was so many great clips and it was hilarious. And then the birthday song was actually saying my name. I had people do that. It was, like, how was that? <laughs> well, what's funny is, I'll be real. If you search happy birthday, Ashley, you will find it. 
Oh. Like, that's what I did. I was like, I bet you somewhere. Someone. There's a recording of an army of people singing Happy Birthday, Ashley. Yeah, and especially I put such that, a popular name. Yeah, you put that with a North Korean soldier's marching, you can't go wrong. It was wrong. a great it's birthday a card. great way to show a friend that you care. I would also like to do this. I have one for April, and I have this for you. First of all, okay, now podcast audience, you can't see this, but you can hear this. I'm giving Ashley a bag of like goodies. What? Because wow. that's how we roll. For me? And I don't know Blake's birthday, but if I knew your birthday, I would oh, give you a bag of goodies yeah. on your birthday. This is cheap booze. You know, <laughs> I, I love don't cheap even, booze. Yeah, yeah, you know. Booze is booze. It got some booze. Sauvignon Blanc. Yes. Okay. And then, oh, and then a bag of watermelon, marshmallows. Yeah. Mush, marshmallow. Oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, watermelon marshmallows. Mollows. Wow. So right now she's, and then there's a, a mermaid, mermaid rock, rock candy. Mermaid rock candy. It's beautiful. Yes. All my simping colors. Cheers. And I love mermaids, okay? And then, so I Thank got, you. I got one for April. And this is just how we honor our... <laughs> Which, our, please. Yeah, I got, I don't even know what this is. This is, I'm, I'm showing a mug okay. that has like a timer on it. I don't know what that is. It has like But a I got two. Can I see? Can I see? So, yeah, go for it. Those are so cute. Yeah, and I got these. So happy birthday, Ashley. Ashley. Thank you so and much. On We're behalf so of myself sweet. and the Simpin Army, is there? Could we call sure. your listenership the Simpin Army? Can Simpin we, Army. Can we go there? Saddies. The Saddies. Yeah. The Sad whatever. Girls and Boys. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday, <gasps> this Ashley. This is so cool. Thank you. Happy Thank you. Oh Thank my God! You. I can't wait for Halloween. Yeah. You know, I I also you know it's been a second, yeah. gang, since we've been around, and so many things have been happening. And they're mostly good things. And again, I'm getting my mojo back. I'm back in the positive thing, I guess. You know, even though it's been wonderful here at Wild 7. Blu-ray. Debbie and the Devil Blu-ray is out. Yes. I I really appreciated you, the video that you created. Oh, yeah. I made an IG reel. IG reel. We are so on top of our IG reel. Did you like it? I did. I did. I liked it. I shared it. (laughs) I shared it. And then, uh, yeah. I have a whole method when it comes to sharing stories. You know, like I put a title and stuff. I love the DVD or the Blu-ray, like the little art on top of it. This is what we were working on. And by we, I mean April. And, you know, no, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, the queen here, April, is the most hardworking person I know. And whenever she's doing something, I do my best to help her and accommodate her. And if I can't help her, I try to spiritually be there for her and stuff like that. And a lot of this was her, Silent Chris, myself, just sort of providing stuff. But really, I we owe it all to the team and everybody. And Ashley, I thank you for working on this and all that stuff. Yes. yes. So happy and, to be a part of it. And then just one other thing I just want to shout out to a guy who does a podcast, this gentleman, and the podcast is called, Blake, what is it called? I'm a Geek and Ho. It's called I'm a Geek and Ho. He does a podcast called I'm a Geek and Ho, and he (laughs) reviewed Debbie, and he gave it a really, really great review, and we love this guy. And Guy, we're going to reach out to you, maybe send this clip to you. Give us your Addy so we can send you some uh, Wild 7 swag. Anybody that shows us love, we want to show love in return. And so we're here... We're doing our thing. I had some uh, things, fun things that we did earlier before you got in here, Ashley. But really what we're going to do today, you and I, and with some, some of Blake's input as well, mm-hmm. is we're going to help people. I love helping people. Yes, because I see you it's doing It's like my it. calling. Well, you know, if you were to judge on the uh, numbers, the hardcore numbers of what we pull in, you with Simpin and the Simpin Army which is a thing, <laughs> the Simpin Army, you are helping millions. 
Yay. potentially in, in, within it, your <laughs> lifetime. Yes. You know what I mean? And so what we've done is we've pulled some uh, problems from some people that need help and we will read them and we will help them and we will give our input and that's it. We're not, we're not, we're not doing any tomfoolery today. We're being serious. Dead serious. Dead serious. You know, we, we spoke a little bit about some tomfoolery things, but actually what we're doing here is serious. So... Ashley, would you like to read... I, I can read the first one, and then you could read the second one. Sounds good. And then we'll just jump right into it. Let's just help these poor suckers, okay? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay, all right. And this is all relationship advice. I think <laughs> this is... Yeah, yeah, she's good at this. Okay. How do I... No, wait, wait, wait. This is the male one. So I'll, I'll read the male one. Okay. And, and you can read the, the, the other gender. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I, I, what I meant was the, the females. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. All right. How do I, dear Mr. Red and Ashley, dear Ashley and Mr. Red, how do I, 28 male, get out of a three-day trip to my wife's 26 female sister's birthday? My wife invited me to her birthday last week. She said it was fine if I didn't want to go. So I said no. She insisted a few more times, and I still said no, because I can't stand her sister or her parents in general. But then she started getting more and more insistent, until we had a fight and said, if you love me and want to be with me, you should want to go to her birthday. So I caved in. But now I'm starting to realize that that was a mistake. She doesn't know I hate her sister, because the one time I mentioned not liking her, she almost dumped me. A 10-hour car trip to her city and then a whole weekend around her is starting to sound like hell. So how the fuck do I get out of this? He said that, the F word. <gasps> Lord, uh, I just feel like hate is such a strong word. Hate for this man? Like he's like saying he hates Oh, her. oh, okay, okay. Like I just want to know why. Like he didn't even give any details because, I mean, first of all, like, the wife should have never asked him if he wanted to go. She should just be like, yo, we're going. Because, like, hello, you're married. You're supposed to go together. Like, what the fuck is this, right? The, 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 what I want to know is when you're in a relationship and an invitation like this happens, is that it? Like, you're, you're going. That's it. I feel like if you're married, yeah. I see. You know, like, you're married. You're supposed to be, like, a unit now. Like, if your boyfriend, girlfriend, like... I could understand if he has a valid reason for not liking the sister, but he's not saying, so, like, I can't really know. So, to me, I'm just, like, hate is a strong word. Right. So, and do you feel like going on? he should be able to suck it up? and? Yeah, okay, like, how would you feel if your person was, like, I don't want to hang out with your brother? I would not. That's a good question. I don't think I would ultimately end up with that person. Right? Because it's just... That's a lifetime to go, and we got to deal with this shit every time something comes up I with my family? I this scenario on you. Like, would you, how would you feel if someone said that to you? Even though I'd be that's like, impossible. Ew, why do you not like April, but she right. did you? Yeah, exactly. Which is such an absurd. Yeah. Um, I would just break up with her. Yeah, like, it, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. Be like, what kind of life are we building with each other where I hate your parents and I hate your sister? Yeah, like, and I feel like if he had a valid reason, he would have said it. To, like, give himself more, like, make him seem more, you know, relatable. Right. But he didn't say it, so I feel like he has a bullshit reason. Yeah, I think like he's, he's just, like, I, think he's being, I just don't like her. Like, Im- fuck you, dude. He's being immature. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Blake, what do you think of all this? No comment. No comment? <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, so 
Because I'll probably make people angry, so no comment. No, 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 Say no. It. There's no, there's no anger here, Blake. This is a safe space. This is Mr. Red's safe space. Please, um, please talk. I agree with you guys as well, but there's also a little bit of manipulation on the mm-hmm. wife's part of with the whole if you don't go, I'm gonna dump you or something like that. And she's look, and I think she's also done it before as well with the. She said that she's gonna dump him twice, I you think, see. in the message. So that's a little manipulative. Um, but I can also speak from my past references because I've dealt with that. So it goes hand in hand. Yes, the guy should have explained more of why he does hate the sister and the parents. Um, and you guys are married, so it doesn't really make, like, you low-key have to suck up with it because it's her sister. Like, you got in the relationship like, how do you to, get like, this far ma- without- like, marry technically the family and be a part of the family. So it doesn't really make sense. Right. I mean, they say when you marry a woman, you're marrying her father, so you must kiss him. <laughs> I've never heard that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? No, like, but yeah, with the whole like all dumpy part, that is like not cool, definitely. You know what's funny? I kind of misread this. I thought they were just boyfriend, girlfriend. I didn't know they were wife, husband. This is the way he does actually say that? Yeah, he says, how do I get out of a three-day yeah, yeah, with my wife? Birthday. Which, that's a long time to be in a weird situation. Like, how do you that. get to this point where, like, you've never had that conversation? Yeah, yeah you guys should have talked about that. You're married? Yeah. yeah. People just be getting married, like, for fun, I guess. Yeah. No, no deep <laughs> talks about no real shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta know what you're jumping into. Um, yeah. Ashley, I have this. This is actually from a man as well, but do, would you like to read it? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. It's a it's a bit of a longer one. Okay. And then uh, and then I have another one, but okay. Okay. Should I divorce my wife to protect her from what's coming? Well, without giving out a ton of details, my wife and I live a very successful life. We have homes in Florida, North Carolina. We've had or have numerous fancy cars. Blah blah blah. Well, I just found out that the personal the person doing my taxes never did it for the past four years. This person was very trusted and was our point of contact for all legal notices and such, which they hid till I finally saw one a week ago. This person can't type that well. The IRS wants my returns in 30 days, and I simply cannot do that. An accounting firm needs a lot more time because I don't have the documents I need. I threw out the receipts after three years, et cetera. Oh, my God, this guy sucks. Yeah. I'm going to try to fix this. How can I... How I can, but this is super intense and the person has ran off and I don't know where, so I can't even (laughs) serve charges because they've gone off the map. My wife is amazing and she worked so hard to get what we have with me. I'm terrified the IRS will take things that she worked for because my name is on it. Her Tesla, one of the houses, money, etc. I can't imagine destroying her life over this. I'm scared I may face jail time and stupid tax court forever. I don't want her going through this. Should I ask her if she... (laughs) Should I ask her if she wants a divorce to divorce me and just take my name off anything that's hers so she is protected in case I go down? What the fuck do I do? Fuck you, EDD. I hope you burn in hell for this. Who's EDD? <laughs> like the like EDD, like unemployment? I think so. Oh. Oh. <laughs> An interesting particular. This sounds like a real life nightmare. Oh, like God. something you wake up sweating and crying. Yeah. This oh. is stressful as fuck. Yeah. I um <laughs> Well, <laughs> so glad I'm. Damn, not. buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, nah. you went deep. Well, okay. What do you think? 
Um, I think taxes is a very serious thing. <laughs> you can't really get your way out of that. Like, what the fuck? Right. That, I, like, that definitely sucks that the wife has no idea about this shit. That's a scary part about marriage. Oh, my God. That's the crazy thing. Like, he's basically saying, okay, I, the only thing I can do is give my wife an out on this. Yeah. And, like, dude, give her a really good out. Like, provide her with, like, a buff man, <laughs> you know? like. I like, mean, I think... Obviously, they should, like, talk to somebody else. It sounds like he's just freaking out and just trying to do, like, the craziest thing he could think of. But obviously, if they talk to someone and, like, this is a good out, then, like, she should take it. Like, I would. like. But also, psychologically, I kind of get what he's doing. I once, when I was a kid, almost set my house on fire. Like, I I set the the backyard on fire. Oh, my God. And when the, the fire department came and stuff, and then my mom was like, oh, you fucking, you know, like, and then... And then I told my mom, mom, will you please beat me? <laughs> because like, I, I I can't, you know, like I, I feel really bad, mom. Like the guilt? Yeah. You like I was like, I was like, like, like beat me up or something. And she's like, no, you, then you'll feel good. And then, and then I was like, oh man, they actually took me to the fire department as a kid. And I had to watch this video of this one kid that set his whole neighborhood on fire and stuff. Oh my God. It was, neighborhood? It was yeah. It was crazy. Shit. Mr. Red was a... Fuck was troubled provide your wife with an out give her a buff man say honey this is lumberto and he's going to provide your needs and he has he can make money too he's a gigolo or something well i think I, like if anything if they could just get divorced and then see how it how it like plays out and then if it's all good then they could just like still be together you know i have a question what would you do if say your husband did this i'd be so pissed yeah like you fucking dumbass but would you would you stick with him <laughs> like if you let's say you liked him <laughs> if i actually like him <laughs> mm. oh this is like so hard because like people always are like oh through thick and thin and health and what is it you know through uh, sickness and in health and rich or poor whatever yeah. the fuck it is yeah, 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 yeah but like really though it's hard man like money's like kind of important Unfortunately, like you really have to consider that shit. Like love is not just about like butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. Money fucking matters. Yeah. And this can ruin your whole fucking life. Yeah. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it is a very good ingredient. Yeah. For, you know. Exactly. Like, you need stability and stuff. And yeah. Because like even if you're like broke in a relationship, that shit is so hard. That would be so cool if this guy goes to jail and like, <laughs> like he gets like, 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 you know, like what happens they say in jail and so even though i've been to jail and like it's not it's not that big of a deal but like but like he joins a gang and he has to shank someone and then he oh does God. it they kill him <laughs> you know like that yeah crazy. but that definitely just sucks for the wife to have to be dragged into this like she has no idea yeah like you should be i feel like all these people on reddit just don't communicate yeah with their Dude, spouses there was one that i read oh let's take a break actually I have a lot on my mind and I want to take a break and let's get heavy. In fact, yeah, let's get heavy when we come back. Okay. okay. We're going to get heavy. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Now I am. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Watch my movie, Debbie and the Devil, for free on Tubi. It has blood and... 
Cool. Okay. Hi, everyone. We are back, and my headphones are getting weird, and now they're good. Okay, guys, I will be real with something. There was another problem. It was kind of stupid. Um, it was just not... Do you want to read this one? Do you want to do it? Do you, yeah, that's um, long. It's long as hell. It's this, long... this woman wrote a novel. And, uh, yeah, I it's, feel like we could summarize it was, if you want to, but yeah, I don't know if you want to talk well, about Okay, let's just... Let's just uh, Guys, let's just be real for one moment. Let me just drop all facades and let me just say that the only reason I am doing this is because A, what I am about to tell you, the audience, and you guys, everybody here, um, it's being covered in a documentary that we are releasing and, and making about the making of Debbie and the Devil. And for many years... I uh, knew that I don't want to tell people this thing because A, it's not really that big of a deal. It's a creative thing. And B, um, it was always just my own little thing that I had. It, I always likened it to a paint can that I had that was just my own. Um, but now the truth of the matter is we have made a film, Debbie and the Devil, and we have to sell it and it is on Tubi currently, and the Blu-ray is out. And I think what I will say will be of some interest with people. And the fact that people are watching it and enjoying it means a lot to me. And I feel like I owe those members of the audience that really enjoyed it, for instance, the Geek and Ho, some, uh, you know, some insight. And, and I, I say this with full respect to everybody involved in this little story. It's, it's really not anything. It's just a, a, a little tiny thing. And I will just say it. Um, and if this gets you to watch our movie on Tubi, that's mission accomplished. Because I really don't care about anything but that. Um, and, uh, behind the scenes, guys, Emmanuel, uh, let me know if we're, you know, nearing or, you know, the uh, the end of this uh, film mag. Um, so I can, because I think we might go and you can have questions or whatever. Um, I will be uh, uh, honest as much as I can be. Um, and it's really not anything bad or horrible or anything and any parties involved. Uh, anyway, I'm scared. Yeah, no. Um, okay. So, as some people may know, my family has a tailoring shop. In fact, the last bit that we did, I was goofing on, uh, I was like, you know, talking about Bryce Dallas Howard and stuff and making fun and stuff. Just joking, not, not anything malicious. And Ron Howard used to be a, a customer of my father. And... Uh, and, um, and many other people, Steven Spielberg, this guy, that guy, so many people, customers of my, of my father. And my father's a nice, humble, uh, tailor man. And uh, Ashley, do you remember in Debbie, there is a character that is a purple-skinned woman? Purple? She's a cartoon. She was in the cartoon segments. Um, like at the end? Yeah. Her, and then, and then the, the little bit that we see in Debbie and the Devil, I'm not spoiling anything. Was uh, it the devil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The origin story mm -hmm. and, and all that. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And do you remember at the end of it, without spoiling, we do see this character, what, what seems to be that character sort of grown up or something. We see someone and she, she has purple skin. Do you remember mm -hmm. this? Okay. 
I will be real about something. And I'm being real about it if, for, for the sake of just, you just gotta be real. And I'm, I'm being real with you, the audience, the, the person out there. And I think there's some value to this. And I think I'm coming from a good place and so I can talk about it. So, fuck man, I wish that those, those fun stuff we did, Blake, didn't get destroyed because I wouldn't have to get serious. But I'm actually being serious. Like I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. goofing or anything. I'm, I'm being real, as real as I can be. And with me being real with you, you be real with me, watch the movie, enjoy it. It's, it's fun. I live for art and blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up outside. Okay. Horns, you couldn't hear it. Okay. Where do I begin? Okay. You have 10, 10 minutes? Okay, basically, the purple-skinned woman is based on a, on a person that I encountered at my father's shop when I was 21. Yeah, I was 21. I was, I was very young. I was a 21-year-old shirt cutter. And the person that I encountered at the shop and was very nice and inspired the, 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 the purple woman. And in fact, all of this, like, like just the, the, the thing. And, and when I say she was very, like her energy was very nice. She was nice to my mom and stuff and, and just a nice person and nice family and uh, nice, nice and everything. And I don't know what this person is up to now or something. Uh, uh, and and I, when I say nice, I don't mean anything salacious happened or anything, or even if the encounter was even that big, it was nothing. It was nothing really. Uh, but, uh, but after that encounter, I did sort of, uh, I was born as an artist, meaning like before this encounter, creating was not, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't the easiest thing. And after this encounter, the idea of a muse really happened. And I, I wrote like a chunk of things and I made a bunch of short films. And then at some point I realized, okay, I gotta just do my own thing and I can't really, um, you know, wait for the opportunity, for, for this, my situation to be so perfect that I can make something with this person. I gotta just make my thing. And as we were making it, I was revealing more emotionally of what I was feeling, but not really saying much. And so basically the purple woman in, in, in Debbie, in this film, is based on this person. And I will say this person's name, and then we will, we will, we will maybe uh, leave it at that. And maybe it'll be, and the thing is, uh, I don't know this person, but they were nice. They were, they were nice, okay? And I was young. I was really young. I was a really young person. You understand, Ashley. You know, I, mm -hmm. I was really young. I was very young. And young people, they think a certain way and stuff. So the person that inspired essentially this movie and is the person that, like, like uh, when... F there's a part where uh, one of our actresses, Audrey Rode, plays a, a character. Uh, Franzi, I believe, you know. She says, oh... Uh, he fell in love with Eve and was forbidden to love her and now he's all bitter and stuff like that. That This person is who this is referring to. Now, when I say the name, if you know the name, you wouldn't blame me. You wouldn't. You would be like, no, yeah, that makes sense. And, and Who is it? 
I'm gonna say it and then we're gonna end the show. Cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. No, no, I'll say it and then we could we could we could elaborate on it. And full respect to the person, full respect to anybody that person knows. I don't know the I don't know. It's, I'm just an artist. I'm just making my thing. Okay. You wanna know? Yeah. You like that show uh, New Girl? Yeah. That girl. Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. All right. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm fucking dead. April knows. I've definitely heard a story about you meeting her or something. It was an encounter. Yeah. Very nice, nice, charming person. And uh, I think any artist, if they came into contact with that person, they would be very artistically inspired. And so I, it gave me like So it was like your power. 50 days of summer? Your 500 no, days No, not summer? at all. In fact, no, not at all. No, 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 no. In fact, no, uh, not at all. No. In fact, I had to watch that movie because I was working on a movie and the producer was like, oh, you should watch that for a stylistic thing. And I, that's a good movie. But no, that wasn't my case. In fact, that, that movie is more representative of me with someone else. But not no, I, I don't know Zoe Deschanel. She's like, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. I just, this is the thing. I'll, I'll be real. Um, listen, let's take a break and I'll tell you the story. Because we might as well just just freaking you know, and it's it's uh, let's take a break, let's dump the card, uh, let's do our thing. Let let me take a break, let me collect my thoughts, and then I'll tell you. I, I'm comfortable with you, Ashley. I can tell you the the story and stuff. And uh, let's take a break. Cool. Padre, porque pecado muy grave. Escucho. La disparaste sin motivo, pinche celosa. ¿Cómo, cómo? ¿Te disparé a mi mejor amiga? La puse en el hospital. Luis Manuel. Pensé que tú fuiste a recogerla al hospital. No, pensé que había sido. Y... Dejé que mi amigo tomara la culpa de lo que yo hice y ahora está en la cárcel. Voy a estar encerrado para siempre, Cállate, cállate, keep it cool, keep it cool. No puedo creer lo mal que he pecado. Cállate. Y le una palabra de esto, Ana. Nunca. ¿Sabes todo eso? ¿Quién eres? Soy tu hermana, Mónica. ¡Las tortillas! Hey, let's, 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 let's just get right into it then. Okay, let's, let's, we're bumping the Christmas music, Blake. I like this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Wait, I will get hello? into it. Hello? Oh, can hello? you hear yourself? Hello? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, gang, we're back. I'll just tell you the, the, the story, the origin of Debbie and the Devil, the origin of Mr. Red. And Ashley, if you have questions, just let me know. And I'm rapping to you, you know, I feel comfortable with you. I can tell you all about all this. Um, when I was uh, 20-something, early, early, early 20s, before I was 21, I was 20, actually. Yeah, I was 20. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I was 20. Before 21. Damn. That's the age, man. That's you know, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's mathematics. It's nuts. But I, uh, fuck. I don't. 
Just go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I was really young and uh, I was living in Irvine. Uh, uh, This nice dude was paying me money to write and he wanted to finance my first independent film. And he was really cool. I was dating his daughter at some point and she was really cool. Nice family, whatever. And uh, while I was living in Irvine, Kill Bill had come out and I loved that movie. I still love that movie. I think that's one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, it's on par with Pulp, like Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill are just right there tied. You know what I mean? Like Pulp Fiction blew my mind in theaters. Kill Bill blew my mind again. And shut this fucking music off. Okay. <laughs> and, and so when I was uh, 20 and I was living in Irvine doing my thing and trying to get my independent film made and trying to get that going, I went to the movies a lot. No, well, no, I went to the movies a lot with my friends, but I went to the movies once, I saw Kill Bill, it blew my mind, and then one November-ish kind of time, fall, I remember it was very overcasty, I went and saw Elf. I love Elf. Yes, Elf is one of the greatest movies ever, ever. I, oh, I R.I.P., the dad from that just died, huh? Yeah, James Caan, rest in peace, James Caan. Um, and uh, I saw that film, And at that time, there were a lot of interviews with Tarantino where he would talk about Uma Thurman being his muse and stuff. And before I proceed, I just want to say thank you to the audience and thank you to Ashley and thank you to Blake for listening to all this. It feels very good. I I told a therapist all this a few weeks ago and she was like, "Uh, I'm sorry that all happened to you. Um, (laughs) And so let me drink some of this water. I don't want to show what it is because no free clout unless you're a sponsor. Hold on. (laughs) Ah, Thank you. So I went and saw Elf. I loved it. And I had seen that actress, Zoe Deschanel, in uh, The New Girl. No, not The New Girl. The, the Good Girl. This film with Jennifer Aniston. By this guy, Mike White. I think he wrote it. And he just won the Emmys twice. Uh, and it's a great film. And she's really great in that and stuff. And also there was, there was a lot of like indie films that she was in and stuff. But I really liked Elf. And uh, when I saw Elf, I told myself like, oh, and again, I was young you know, like I was, I was a young guy and I told myself, oh man, if, if I have a muse, that's her. Like that's going to be, she's going to be my muse. She's going to be my, when I, when I go on to have this luxurious career in Hollywood, she will be my Uma Thurman. That's how I thought and stuff. I was a kid. Okay. And so sure enough, I'm doing my thing. And I found that the script that I wrote that was going to be finance, I couldn't do it. I will say this, and I say this just straight on, uh, without my lip trembling, without anything. Uh, the thing that happened at that time that was just completely Hiroshima for me was my sister passed away. I had a sister. She was three years older than me, and she passed away. And so I moved back home, and I had gotten fired by the job because I yelled at a coworker and stuff. But that was another thing. But also he's my, th- this guy still wanted to finance my film. And I found that I couldn't do it because I wrote a script about a guy whose sister had just died. And any time that I would talk about that element of it, 
I would kind of feel emotional, and I just couldn't talk, and I hate not Wait, being able. So you wrote the script before your sister died? No, I wrote it after. Oh, after? I wrote it after just because I'm like, well, fuck it. This is what's going on with me right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is authentic, and and I'm all about authenticity in art. Hence, this whole thing. I wouldn't be doing this. If I didn't think this was authentic, I wouldn't be doing this. If I didn't think people would get some value out of this, I wouldn't be doing this, okay? I'm doing this because I think there's value here. And my, my, my intentions are pure. And so I remember, you know, I got connected with these guys in Las Vegas through the, the, this girl's dad and stuff. And it just wasn't a good situation. And so I finally told the dad, oh, the fan, turn off the fan, you know. Um, just, uh, yeah, dealing with a, a hot set here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I eventually told the dad, and I'll be real with you too. I'll be totally real. Like, uh, you know, there, there were reasons I couldn't, I didn't feel comfortable with the script. There was, a, there was a character in it that was based on my, my, my girlfriend's younger sister, and I was just not comfortable with what I had written. It was very like old man, patriarchal girl. The story was like this girl gets raped and then she revenge gets, you know, it was almost like taxi driver or whatever. I just wasn't comfortable with it. And I wasn't comfortable with exploiting my life in that way at that time because I just wasn't ready. And so I told the, the dude, I said, listen, let me regroup. And so I moved back home. I moved back to the tailoring shop. I moved back to cutting shirts. And that's what I was doing. I was cutting shirts. And one Saturday before the Oscars, I was cutting shirts uh, in the back. And, uh, and mind you, I got to say this, like, I just have to say this because this is how demolished my psyche was. And this is the reason why I didn't act like a complete fucking jerk off in front of this woman, relatively, um, (laughs) because of this. When my sister passed away, and I got to tell you this, I got to tell you, 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 everybody, you know, just to be real, just so I can connect. I could, when my sister passed away, we had a, a, a Muslim burial. And my family isn't really exactly Muslim. Like, we grew up with that stuff around, but we're not really religious. We're spiritual, whatever the hell that means. That's very L.A., but that's us. And But because the thing is, it's like you don't really, you're not comfortable having a Christian burial or a Jewish burial or Indian, whatever. You, you're doing a Muslim, because that's what you grew up around and stuff. And so on the day that that happened... I remember the, 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 the guy that was doing the service says, okay, I need the father, the son, and the, the older brother. And then I'm, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I go up to him and I'm like, hey, what do you want? And then he's like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to take off your shoes and then we're going to, they don't put the body in a coffin. They put the body in a sheet and then they just, so he goes like, okay. And if I laugh and, and smile, it's because I just don't want to like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. tear up in front yeah. of my audience and stuff. But like, so basically the guy, like he's ordering fries. Like he goes like, okay, so you're going to go, uh, go in the hole and uh, we're going to bury the, we're going to lower the body and you have to put the body sideways and put rocks under it. So it's facing Mecca. Cause that makes sense. And, and I'm like, uh, what? okay. And then, so then I took off my shoes and then I saw I had holes in my socks, which was kind of like funny and stuff. And then they did it. And I had to handle my sister's corpse and, and, put it sideways, which made no fucking sense to me. I'm sorry, religious rituals don't make sense to me. And I had to put rocks under her and this and that. And I'm doing this, 
Yeah, and I, I was 20. I was a fucking kid, relatively. And I get it, the ink on your brain is pretty dry at 20. I get it, but I, I do admit I had a little, maybe a little PTSD from, I don't know. But I remember, yeah, and I remember in the whole, because Kill Bill had just come out, I thought of that one song in the anime sequence where she's under the bed and the blood is raining on her. And for me, I can say this now clear cut, for me, I felt betrayed by the religion that I was raised by. I felt betrayed by everybody. I felt disgusted with men because that, involved my sister's passing and stuff. I I hated everyone. And so a year later, I'm regrouping. I'm totally fucking miserable. (laughs) Like, like I'm just like, I, I don't like life. And I remember even a year before that, like after my sister had passed away, my mom called me, okay? And I'm in Irvine, I'm just doing my thing, probably getting high or something. And my mom calls me and she's like, oh, guess who came into the shop? And I'm like, oh, who? And she goes, Zoe Deschanel. And I'm like, oh, hey, tell her about me. I have a, I'm writing. And she's like, dude, she's a boyfriend. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? And so, 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 but the thing is, because I was just living my life, my miserable life, I didn't care. I wasn't, there were so many celebrities come into that shop every day. I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to do something to my life or something because this person, I didn't, I did not care. I, in fact, I was very in love with my ex. And so a year passes and I'm doing this thing of cutting shirts and writing and cutting shirts and writing and regrouping because I have to, you know, I, I got to figure out what the fuck is my first thing going to be. I didn't know what my first thing was going to be. I was stuck. I, I didn't, I don't get writer's block, but when you don't know what you want to shoot, it's very, it's a weird place. Hold on. Excuse me. Hold on. Is this okay? Is this? Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 It's good. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you, Blake. Okay. Emmanuel, how are you doing back there? Shout. You're good? good. You're good? good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Great guy, Emmanuel. Um, so a year later, I am at the shop. And I'm just I'm going to give all the details. I don't care. Um, I was at the shop. And I knew that there was a girl outside in the showroom. The way the shop was structured was you had the back where the sewing machines were and the cutting table and all that stuff. And then you had the office. And then you had the showroom where all the, you know, celebrities would go and, you know, get done or whatever. And so I knew there was a girl out there And so I sort of raised up my sleeves to make it look like I have muscle and stuff. And like, I made my hair okay because my hair was decent back then. It was okay. And and so I go and then I'm doing the biggest, like I can say this now as a man, like I was doing the biggest, like I'm cool walk. I'm the cool. I was so goddamn, I mean, I still think I'm cool, which is maybe my mental (laughs) illness or something. But like back then, I thought I was really cool. Like I thought like I'm the coolest fuck you. I'm, you're not the star. I'm the star. I, and, and in fact, you can ask April. I'm still like this. I'm, you know, oh, like, it, yeah, yeah. You know, but like sure when you're like a younger, like man too, like it's even like bigger. Like, right. Right. Exactly. And I was really, really, really thin. I was very skinny. Like I was, I was a skinny, angry looking boy. And I, you know, I was pretty good looking. I had a license plate, a license photo. I was, you know, I was, I was, you know, I wasn't bad looking. And 
So I'm walking and I'm doing my like, I'm cool walk kind of, you know, and I'm like, whoever this chick is, she's going to get a blast of the sexiest face <laughs> she has ever seen. That's a bless her day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I sort of go like, like, and so she's the way she is. Smolder? Is that what that looks Smoldering. Like? I was small. I was smolder. <laughs> like, mm. she was standing the way the, the showroom was, is there's a mirror and then you would stand in the mirror and then the seamstress would be like fitting you or whatever. And so I go, I smolder the fuck out of that mirror. I just go, Whoa. and then right away I realize, oh my God, that's fucking Zoe Deschanel. And I just went, oh <laughs> and, then, and then I just went out. I used to smoke cigarettes at the time. And I was having a cigarette. And I'm like, that was fucking so national. What the fuck? And then I went back in. And I have to say this. This is a part of the story. But I'm saying this with like full respect to the man that is in this story. Her father, who's a very well-respected director of photography. Rightfully so. His work is amazing. He's an amazing cinematographer. Very uh, uh, high up in the industry, a, a reputation that is well-deserved and a very talented man, very, very great worker. And in fact, Silent Chris knows people that have worked with him and they say he's amazing, amazing guy. So he was there and he was sitting and he kind of gave me a, a, like a, like, what do you, like, like kind of not happy look, like kind of not like, who are you dickhead? And why are Who's you looking? Yeah. Who is this? And look, if I was to say with Rocio, Okay, who, who is for all intents and purposes my daughter, and some idiot went and gave her the smolder look. I would look at him like you are an idiot, like, sir. What are you trying to? Yeah, do? Yeah, what is? Who do you think you are exactly? Did I miss a meeting where the, the this kid? Who is? Who, who are you? And so I'm having my cigarette, and yeah, so I walk back in, and he just kind of like like what the fuck, kid, you know, or what the fuck, idiot, you know, but. I, I have to say this in all fairness to him. If I was a father, and in fact, some of my friends are fathers now, and I get it. Like, but at that time, I was so angry that he would even, that anyone would, anyone would look at me in any way that, that was just, and I was angry at her. Like, because I was just in this miserable place. And she, based, she, she was like, you yeah, know, I'm going to leave you, leave you guys my number, my, my cell. For to, so when she picks up her stuff and stuff like that. And, um, and I heard that and I, I thought, okay, that's cool. That, cause she had been coming for a while. And then in my mind, in that sort of guy mind, I'm like, oh, that could have been, what if she, because she saw me, blah, blah, blah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know because I can't put my brain in somebody's head. And also again, I thought I was so fucking cool at that time and stuff. <laughs> The, the sort of thing to the story is, and I'm shining up like a motherfucking light bulb. Let me grab a, hold on. Um, fucking, the thing to the story that the tragic element of it was this. Okay, so after that encounter, and she was very nice, like her energy, she was nice. And she said, I heard nice things from her. You know, she was nice. The tragic part of all of that the, the flip side was, you know, after this, I had some jerk off friend and I told him like, oh, I saw my muse and stuff and blah, 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 blah. And as a joke though, because I, again, I was still miserable and I was still like in my own misery and I'm still trying to figure out what my movie is going to be and blah, 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 blah. I did not come away from that experience thinking, oh, ha, la-di-da, blah, 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 blah. 
the thing that kind of fucked with me big time was a few weeks later, I was with my uncle and my mom and my uncle was going back to Iran. And they said, let's go back to your, let's go to your sister's grave to pay our respects. And the thing is at that time, because I was smoking so much weed dates and stuff were so weird. And so like, I didn't, I never knew what day it was and I never knew important dates. I barely know anybody's birthday and stuff like that. And, and we go to the, her grave and I realize that a, they, and again, psychologically talking to a therapist about all this stuff and stuff, I understand what was going on in my brain. It was very unfortunate, but it happened. Um, I saw that both people, my sister and Zoe Deschanel are three years older than me. And my sister died on Zoe Deschanel's birthday. And so that led me to have essentially a nervous breakdown, like a few weeks later. Like, like I really like, I went to Berkeley. I, and this is the, the fucked up thing about all of it is that I saw all of this, all of this stuff that we've built and this movie and this and that. I saw that, I took that as a sign that you have to devote yourself to cinema and fuck relationships and stuff like that. That's silly shit that you shouldn't be playing with because that's not why you're here. You're here for cinema. You are solely devoted to cinema. If you meet a girl and you like her and she likes you, tough fucking shit. That's not your life, you know? This is it. And I've held true to that. And after that, I made my first short film and it was a character that was inspired by her. And ever since then, you know, I sort of, fuck, I'm getting hot. And you know, fuck, hold on, fuck. Is this like network all of a sudden, you know? Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and the thing is, the thing that led to Debbie was I wrote a bunch, but I realized at some point the thing that really, like, I'll be real, okay, real talk. The thing that led me to jail about a few years later was she got married, I got bitter, and I got angry at where I was in life. I was upset that I wasn't famous. I was upset that I wasn't, like, being exalted. I was upset, I was upset, I was upset, I was angry. And I was upset that why does my sister have to die? Why does, like, my shithead friend who has a sister, why does, you know, I was angry. And I remember the day before I went to jail, I remember going in the streets for, for weeks, assaulting everybody with this horrible energy. I was 26. I just, I wasn't dealing with any of this stuff. I didn't talk to a therapist or anything. I just sort of bottled all of this stuff in. And so for a few months, I went on this assault campaign on the world and I was just insulting everybody. I was going to the rich neighborhoods and being mean to everyone. And then eventually I went back to the neighborhood where the shop was and I said the wrong thing to the wrong person and I got tackled by police and then I went to jail. The thing that happened right before jail was I got this sudden urge to dye my hair red and I had never done that before. And it was in jail that I was named red. And, and when I got out, 
I um I felt very like uh you know like reborn like I'm me now and nobody can fuck with me and I'm going to do my thing and yeah and so while we were making Debbie and I had to do the animation and stuff I just thought just fucking when I'm going to take off my jacket. I'm fucking burning up in here. But I got to be real. I got to be real, okay? I already was this real. I'm going to be real. And it's for the audience. I don't care. I don't care. I learned from the greats. The great Howard Stern gives everything. Everybody gives everything. You know, or Mark Marin or this guy. Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know, or whatever, okay? Um, after that encounter, she started doing music and stuff. And when she would release an album... This is so sad, but I, this is true. I would get the album and I would allow myself to listen to it only once. I would only allow myself to listen to it once and then I go back to my life because I just didn't like the f feeling like, I don't know, a stalker or something or whatever, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. it's all there. It's all, you know. And, uh, and... While we were doing the animation, and mind you, by the time we were doing Debbie, or way before Debbie even, I had my own thing. Like, I had my own thing in life. Like, I was, it's really important for me to be independent and to be free and to do your own thing. And I, artistically, I had so, I thought I had moved on. Like, I, because, you know, I was doing other things. I was exploring other things and stuff like that. But when we were making Debbie, there was this feeling of like, rip your soul open, show everybody everything, it'll be incredibly compelling cinema. It'll be so compelling. And even if people don't even know why they're compelled, they'll still be, they'll still, there'll be something there. And so while we were doing the animation, it was the, the hardest time production-wise. And I could barely sleep. I couldn't sleep. Um, it was hard to sleep at that time. And... Uh, she wrote a song that I allowed myself to listen to in that time called If You Can't Sleep. And the lyrics go, if you can't sleep, I'll be there in your dreams. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to, oh my God, I'm going to get, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you like a fan of her music? I like her music, yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever really listened to it. It's, it's nice folks. I know she has a good voice. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's great. Um, she's, she's awesome and, and she's very kind and, oh God, no. And yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is, and right now I think she's with the, who cares who she's with? I don't care. I only care about this artistically. What I'm saying is, so, so she wrote that song. And when I, when I was doing the animation, when I would try to go to sleep and smoke my last bowls of the night to go to sleep, I would listen to that song and just kind of put myself in a, in a place and I would listen to that song. And then I'd be able to go to sleep. And then so then in, there's a part where that song, that, that's the reference. And, and the thing is, I, um, I, yeah, that's it. Like, I just, I, I thought I've suffered enough and I have the, I, the, the, the ability to, to make my dreams come true in, a, in an animated thing. And I don't even want dreams. I'm not, I'm not talking like some crazy, like I want some woman to marry me or something. All the thing happens is like the guy is just like, dude, I, I'm tired. I can't sleep. And then she just goes, Shh, you know, that's, that's okay. 
which is the energy that she had when I encountered her, which was a very nice energy. Yeah, and that's all, gang, <laughs> and that's that's it. And um, Ashley, I've never been this sweaty during a thing, it's and here. yeah, and Ashley, I, I I I did all that. If you have questions, but if you want, we can just that's it. And in fact, I'm so wiped. Fuck, I got to do more shows. That was a lot to share. That was a lot to share, but it's all in the documentary. It's gonna be in the documentary. I if can't you're curious, it's in the movie. My feelings. The thing is, I think art is should be self-expression at its yeah. best. But at the same time, we're in a business and I'm in a business and I'm not some fucking crazy, insane artist that doesn't have bearings in on the ground. You know, I keep my feet on the ground and stuff. And I just made a movie and that's all. And no disrespect to anybody Involved in the story. No disrespect to Caleb Deschanel. I wonder what she would say if she, would, if she like heard this. And she was like, wow, I was the inspiration for Debbie. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think she knows. So we'll just leave it at that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's, it's... I've been in that shop for 10 trillion years. Like, yeah. I mean, it's that not, was it's, like a long time ago. It was too, a right? way long time ago. It was more than 20 years ago. I was telling you know what shut up. I'm sorry. I was telling April when we when we were doing the documentary and we're still sort of putting it together it's almost done. I told April all of this and I said, "Look, I can say all of this because I know it'll be good for the documentary. I know the audience will get something out of it and it's true, it's authentic." And I told her I said that was in 2000 something. I was 21. I'm 39 years old. This is the the human side of my life, the cartoon character, Mr. Red, the blah, 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 blah. That's fun. That is me as well. But I'm being real and we've returned. This is actually a very fitting return episode. Here I am, world, sweating yeah. in front of you. And, and it's this crazy to like, like think back on how far you've come from then and like how like you really do become different people. Yeah. Like, so far ahead in life after everything you've been through. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and that's all. I mean, you know, I, I was a completely different person back then. And I'm, in many ways, I'm still the same person, but I'm so blessed. Like, if it... This, Wild 7, when I discovered that person or encountered that person, I thought, how can I get Persian kids and white kids to throw up the, the, the West Side sign? Because it stands for the world. Oh, Wild 7. How can I? Movies are an empathy machine that can, that can make people understand. I'm going to save the world. I literally thought because of that one encounter when I had this nervous breakdown, which I was calling a nervous breakup because I thought I was alive or something crazy. I, I literally thought I could change the world with my cinema and with our stuff. And you know what? I'm 39 years old. Maybe we can. I yes. don't give up on that. So fuck it. So there, I put it all out there. I'm exhausted. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. Life is hard. <laughs> Life is hard. And who are these jerk-offs we were reading their problems? That was so... It was, that was good. I actually want to do that again. But, yes. but that, what, the, the part B of the episode was way more... Yeah. Oh. Good heavens, Mr. Jasper. Thank you for I having me. Ashley, thank you so much. And thank you. I know I was talking a lot and stuff, but but I I love you as a sister. You know yeah, what I mean? I love you, you too. Know? Yes. And and uh, we're going to have Ash April in here. I got her uh, uh, a cup too. And my headphones are going crazy. Is it one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Gang, that's it. Listen, Debbie and the Devil available on Blu-ray. Watch it on Tubi. Tell your friends about this insane yes. story. There's more to it, but I'm just doing what's uh, good for us and stuff. God damn, I'm hot. God damn, I am Lots hot. Blast this fan. Fuck yeah. Fuck. Actually, that was some really good content right there. Thank you. Thank Ashley you is the sharing. content queen. She's the queen of content. The Sippin' Army. Coming S. back soon. Yeah. Yes. Is this S in the gangs? Simpin' Army? I wanna throw up no gang signs. Gang affiliated, <laughs> everybody. That's why a goofball like me throws up the Wild Seven sign. You know, the, the West Side sign, you know. So, uh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> sure feels good to let all of that out into the it world. It does. You know, real talk, I, I one time I thought, if I ever do tell this story, I would ask Ashley if she was okay of me coming on to Simpton because it is kind of emotional and stuff. But then I thought, you know what? Have Ashley here. She's a good listener. There you go. You know, maybe a, a Master Steph might have some thoughts psychologically. Yeah, for you know. sure. Um, yeah. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That was a fun time at the barcade, by the way. At the what? Barcade. Oh, Barcade. 83? Yeah. We, yeah. We invited you, Blake, but you didn't show up. I wasn't able to. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I played Ninja Turtles. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Please take a moment and hit those like and subscribe buttons. While a small gesture, it really means a lot to Wild 7 Studios and allows us to continue creating meaningful and fun content for your viewing pleasure.